0: I invite you to be seated, pueden sentarse, I want to greet you as well and say good morning to all of you and welcome to Sunrise Community Church on this special uh, congregational meeting Sunday, bienvenidos al amanecer en esta reunión anual de la congregación, it's really a time for looking back and looking ahead and you've been hearing that and seeing that through the videos, uh, the testimonies, the stories, han visto que estamos mirando, celebrando lo que es atrás y mirando hacia adelante. There are so many things that happen uh, behind the scenes so that a ministry like Sunrise can reach out to our community and those stories of change can be told. Hay muchas cosas que ocurren detrás de lo que se ve para que esta iglesia pueda tocar las vidas en el nombre del Señor. And one of the things that happens is that we have, I don't know if you uh, understand, but we have what we call our servant team. This is a team of leaders, but they've chosen that name, Servant Team, because they believe that they are servant leaders. They are not necessarily always up front, but they're behind. They're supporting what God does here at Sunrise, and I'm so grateful for their ministry. I'm going to invite one of those Servant Team leaders, Cody Rourke, to come up. He's one of our elders, and I'd like the rest of our current Servant Team leaders to stand up so you know who those individuals are. And we want to thank them and their spouses for the service that they render uh, in Christ's name here at Sunrise. Uh, Thank you for all of our leaders. Gracias a los que son del equipo de siervos. Some are in the back there. And we're so grateful for them. You may be seated. What we're gonna do right now is we're gonna be presenting to you some uh, new leadership for the coming year. And we go through a process of praying, of talking, of uh, discerning and calling out from the Sunrise family those individuals that that we sense God has given them gifts and abilities to serve as a part of that servant team. Nosotros tenemos un proceso de discernimiento para escoger nuevos líderes del equipo de siervos. And so Cody's going to help me present those leaders and and, uh, we're going to ask them to come up as we tell a little bit about each one's story. So I'm going to first invite Henry Fernandez to come up Henry is one of our candidates for the role of deacon. And uh, Henry has been here at Sunrise for about the past four years. Henry Fernandez is un candidato para ser diácono en la iglesia. He's been a Sunrise Mission Partner the last couple of years, since 2017. <clears throat> and uh, he, he really counts serving and encouraging people uh, as the gifts that God's given him. Dios le ha dado la capacidad de servir y de animar a los demás um, his daytime ministry, the way he supports his family and the way he shows Jesus in the world is working for the uh, Tulare Lake Basin Water Storage District. So he's a busy man. Uh, he's been married to Raquel, who's in the back there for 10 years. They have a young daughter, Lily, who's right next to her this morning. años uh, And uh, We're just so excited about Henry. Uh, he's shared a little bit this past year, his story of the transforming power of Christ in his life. And that's been a real gift to our church family. And he's eager. He's eager to show his gratitude to God and to serve at sunrise. So, Henry, we're glad that you're here. And uh, so Cody's going to introduce our next Servant Team Leader uh, nominee. I want to
1: go ahead and invite Juan Barrios to go ahead and come on up. Uh Juan is, uh, has been a follower of Christ for many years. I've served with this family. to helped start and strengthen a number of churches in the Valley. Um, Juan has a passion for serving. one.
0: That's right. So uh, we have one deacon, one elder candidate, and we have another elder candidate who has served prior as an elder, and and that is Aaron Martinez. We'll ask him to come up. He's not maybe a stranger around here, but he's served actually as both a deacon and an elder at Sunrise. Aaron ¿has servido como diácono y anciano. Ahora está nominado para ser anciano. And he's been involved in so many ministries. He's back there at the sound booth on Wednesday nights. He's sharing and teaching men uh, in a class. Uh, he's, he's really been an integral part of our ministry. And uh, he is a road-hardened uh, and toughened guy. He's, uh, his wife actually is more hardened than he is because they've been married for 30 years. 30 years, you know, and, and so she has, she's shaped him a little bit, I think, and that's a good thing. Um, we, uh, we love Aaron, but... Um, yeah, he he's employed at Performance Dairy in Tulari, and Tulare, uh, and he loves helping other people grow spiritually. A él le gusta él le encanta ayudar a las personas a crecer espiritualmente. So we're, we're really excited about uh, Aaron and his leadership. Our final- So this is how this works. We bring from our servant team, they've done a lot of the work, the praying, the talking, the discerning, the getting deep with each of these leaders and, and calling them forth. But what we need and what we're looking for is your affirmation, your approval, and, and your stamp of saying, yes, we believe these are the ones God has called and we're willing to support them, encourage them, and, and help them along the way. So that's the question before you. La pregunta ante ustedes es si, si van a apoyar y, y afirmar a estos nuevos líderes del equipo de siervos. So if you're a Sunrise Mission partner, we especially want to hear your voice. And so what I'm just going to simply ask is uh, for you to say, if you are in favor, si están a favor de esos líderes, if you're in favor of having them serve for the next three years here at Sunrise, would you signify that by simply saying yes, que digan sí, si quieren eso. If you're not for that, we still like you. But I'm going to give you an opportunity to say no if you don't want that. I'm not hearing it. So what we want to do in just a moment, we're going to pray for these leaders. Vamos a orar por esos líderes en un momento. Because that is what you have just done. You have called them into leadership, and they're going to need our prayers. But I also want to take a word here in a moment to say thank you to Uh, four leaders that are actually going to be stepping out of their role uh, on the servant team, but they continue to have an influence at Sunrise. And those leaders are uh, Larry Oliver, Ray Fonseca, Jason Moorhead, and Jonathan Verhoeven. I think three of those four are here today, and I want them to stand again, and we want to thank them publicly for their service. (laughs) Queremos agradecer a esos líderes por su servicio. Raise over there in the back. Thank you, each one of you, and thanks also to Jonathan. Um, and as you may have caught on the video, Mike mentioned on the video that he is in a pathway to be trained in leadership. Mike mentioned en el video que se está entrenando en liderazgo. This is something that we're excited about. We have a group, currently a group of about four people that we've identified and seen potential and gifts and excitement and hunger in them. And our current servant team leaders are going to be working with them in the next few years and in the next year especially to lift them up and encourage them. And some of those individuals may be up here next year ready and willing to serve. And we're excited about that because it's not just a tap on the shoulder like, okay, come on in but we want to give them that orientation, that training, and that is a really good thing. So if, if you see Mike and you see some of those other guys that are serving and helping out, that's what's going on, and we are very excited about that. Estamos entrenando un grupo de otros individuos que tienen potencial para ser líderes y queremos trabajar con ellos durante este año. So I'm going to ask uh, Cody right now to pray for you guys and in fact I'm going to ask the congregation to stand and if you would just extend a hand out we need to pray over these new leaders. Vamos a orar por estos nuevos líderes.
1: Lord, we also come before you, and we ask, um, we ask for, we ask for blessing upon these leaders here, especially these four new leaders who are nominated today, Lord, but for the entire show. or I awesome. thank, thank, thank you for the wonderful congregation that we have here every member, every soul that has come through those doors, that is willing to stand up with us right now and to say yes on these leaders and I just pray a blessing upon them and upon everybody in the
0: family. in Jesus' name. You, amen. 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 Let's give the Lord a hand. Vamos a darle a senor un aplauso. Thank you man. If you are older than fifth grade, you may be seated. But if you are three years old up to fifth grade, we want you to go ahead and go to the children in worship time. Queremos que vayan al tiempo de niños en adoración, si son hasta quinto grado. That is a ministry itself that we celebrate. As you see all these children going out, we have faithful people who give and teach and share and love and care for our children And uh, Greg Peterson, our coordinator, our discipleship coordinator for children and youth, works with those uh, leaders and teachers. Thank God for our children's ministry. Le damos gracias a Dios por el ministerio, a los niños, a los jóvenes en nuestra iglesia, por Greg, nuestro coordinador, que ayuda con todos los maestros, las maestras y los que ayudan. In just a moment here, we're going to be diving into God's word. And I want to get you ready for that and invite you to get a Bible If you don't have one, there are some in the back. Hay Biblias detrás que pueden recoger. Vamos a mirar la Biblia. But just before we do that, I want to just take a special moment. Uh, There are people that come into our lives and come into our church family as well who leave uh, an impact upon us and touch our lives. Hay personas que tocan nuestras vidas. And there is a couple that has been with us here for the last few years that uh, has come to us and they are going to be moving on. God is moving them into a new place, a new location as they're heading uh to the coast and uh, we want we cannot let this moment go by without saying thanks to them and expressing our care for them, and our concern, queremos expresar nuestra gratitud a una pareja que se muda a la costa, and that person is Kevin Stifler, and his wife, uh, Christy, they're going to be heading out here in the next few weeks, and Kevin will be around the next week or two, but Christy, his wife, is already working on the coast, and uh, they're preparing to make that big move, so Kevin, um, you know, we just want to say thank you, he has been one of those servants behind the scenes, not just behind the drum cage, but uh, behind many scenes, and uh, I, I hope you've had a chance to get to know him but if not i hope you'll wish him well too and wish christy well and i would just like to speak a blessing over you god bless kevin and thank you for christy bless them god as they go to this new place and lord we give you thanks for people that touch us Thank you for the body of Christ, that we're not the only ones who who believe, but there are people everywhere who know and love you. So as they go uh, to their new home, Lord, may they be a light for Jesus in that place. Guard them and guide them and encourage them. And we look forward to the interaction because uh, although we will be separated, the friendship will not end. Because in Christ, that is something that's forever. And we're so grateful for that. So bless them both, we pray, that they may continue to bless others in Jesus' name. Bendice a los stiflers en el nombre del Señor Jesús. Amen. Hope you get a chance to, to thank them personally. I want to turn our attention right now to the Word of God. This is where we always want to focus. This is what we build our community around and this morning on this congregational meeting Sunday, I want to share some thoughts from Romans chapter 9 in the New Testament, the second half of the Bible. Vamos a mirar Romanos 9 del Nuevo Testamento. It's found uh, in the second half, as I said. Uh, usually we have some page numbers up there. We do. Those page numbers correspond to the Bibles in the back. La página indicada ahí corresponde a las Biblias de atrás. And as you're getting there, I want to say I'm going to read first in Spanish and then I will read the same thing in English. Primero en español, después en inglés. These are words from the early church leader Paul inspired by the Holy Spirit and therefore they are the word of God for us today. Son palabras de Pablo inspiradas del Espíritu Santo y son la palabra de Dios. Pablo dice lo siguiente, Digo la verdad en Cristo, no miento. Mi conciencia me lo confirma en el Espíritu Santo. Me invade una gran tristeza y me embarga un continuo dolor. Desearía yo mismo ser maldecido y separado de Cristo por el bien de mis hermanos, los de mi propia raza, el pueblo de Israel. De ellos son la adopción como hijos, la gloria divina, los pactos, la ley y el privilegio de adorar a Dios y contar con sus promesas. De ellos son los patriarcas y de ellos según la naturaleza humana nació Cristo, quien es Dios sobre todas las cosas, alabado sea por siempre. Amén. Ahora bien, no digamos que la palabra de Dios ha fracasado. Lo que sucede es que no todos los que descienden de Israel son Israel. Tampoco por ser descendientes de Abraham son todos hijos suyos. Al contrario, tu descendencia se establecerá por medio de Isaac. En otras palabras, los hijos de Dios no son los descendientes naturales, más bien se considera, descendencia de Abraham, a los hijos de la promesa. I speak the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience confirms it in the Holy Spirit. I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, those of my own race, the people of Israel. Theirs is the adoption as sons. Theirs the divine glory, the covenants, the receiving of the law, the temple worship, and the promises. Theirs are the patriarchs, and from them is traced the human ancestry of Christ, who is God over all, forever praised. Amen. It is not as though God's word had failed, for not all who are descended from Israel are Israel nor because they are his descendants are they all Abraham's children. On the contrary, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. In other words, it is not the natural children who are God's children, but it is the children of the promise who are regarded as Abraham's offspring. Well, they call it reality TV, but if you've ever spent time watching it, and I confess I've spent very little time watching it, if you've spent any time watching reality TV, then you know that reality TV really isn't that real. Ya I saben mean, que la tele realidad, los shows de realidad no son muy reales. Let's think about it for a minute. How many of us live on a remote tropical island with a bunch of strangers where every week you vote to see who has to leave? That's not real. Nadie vive en una isla tropical donde se vota cada semana para ver quién sale. Or how about this one? How many of us live in a house full of cameras all over the place with with people who are not our relatives where everything we say and do is exposed for all to see. Cuando vivimos en una casa con cámaras, con personas que no son familiares, that's not real, right? How about this? When you got married, if you're married, did you get married by having a dating competition that was filmed in front of everyone and that brought you to the point of getting married? Se casaron con una competencia filmada ante todos? That's not real, Right? Reality TV, is, it's choreographed, it's scripted, it's planned, it's preconceived, it's designed. Reality TV is far from real. La telerealidad es planificada, predeseñada, no es nada real. Now, I thank God that the Bible is not like reality TV. It's not. La Biblia no es como la, la telerealidad. Because although this, this book was written centuries ago, what we have in the Bible, and we can be sure of this, is we have the real life drama of real people who are going through real struggles to, to know and to understand and have a relationship with a real and living God. It's as real as it gets. It's a drama real de personas real que quieren conocer a un Dios real y vivo. And we find a prime example of that in the reading I've just shared with you from Romans chapter 9. This is reality here in the words of the early church leader Paul. Romanos And I, I want to look at these words with you just a few minutes this morning because I believe that there's something here for us to, to take note of that can help all of us to have that real relationship with God both as individuals, but also as, a, as an entire body, as a church. esto para tener una relación más real con Dios como individuos y como iglesia. So I want to set the stage a little bit. Just before this part, at the end of Romans chapter 8, Paul has gone out and he's made this bold, daring statement of faith. En Romanos 8 hace una declaración grande de fe. He says at the end of Romans 8 that there is absolutely nothing absolutely nothing at all that could ever separate us from God's love in Jesus Christ there's nothing in creation nada nos puede separar del amor de Dios en Cristo Jesús there's no problem in life there's no difficulty in life there's no disease there's no tragedy there's no government there's no enemy physical or spiritual that can ever get in the way of God's love for us in Jesus that's something secure no hay nada ninguna dificultad problema gobierno enemigo físico espiritual que nos puede separar de Dios. It's a great statement of faith. But then right here, just a few sentences later, in a very real moment, Paul gets brutally honest and he says, there is, however, one thing that could almost make me want to be separated from God's love. Hay una cosa por la cual desearía casi estar separado del amor de Dios. Look with me at verse 3. He says, I could wish, I could wish that I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, those of my own race, the people of Israel. Desearía yo mismo ser maldecido y separado de Cristo por el bien de mis hermanos, los de mi propia raza, el pueblo de Israel. Verse 1, he's saying, I'm not lying. I'm telling you the truth. It's not that I don't love Christ that much. No, I love him. He's everything to me. It's that I love my people so much. In fact, in verse 2, he says, I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart for my people. Él dice, tengo una gran tristeza. Me invade o me embarga un continuo dolor. Literally, he's saying, I've got this unceasing Sorrow and sighing going on inside of me. It's like this groaning going on in me. Es como esta tristeza, este, este gemido continuo. Now that language is important because Bible scholars point us back to something. They point us back to a verse from Isaiah 35.10. Los académicos nos señalan Isaías And if we go back to Isaiah 35.10, we read centuries before a prediction and a prophecy talking about the day when God's special people, when God's rescued people, Israel, would be redeemed, rescued from their sin. Habla de cuando Israel será rescatado su pecado. And it says, the ransomed of the Lord, the rescued people of God are going to return to Jerusalem. They're going to return to Zion with songs of joy, gladness and joy will overtake them and sorrow and sighing will be gone. It'll flee away. Interesting. Sorrow and sighing are supposed to be gone when, when God's people believe and when they become rescued. But here's what's happened. God's people have not believed in God's rescuer. They have not believed in Jesus the Messiah. Yeah, there's a few people from Israel who've come to Jesus. A few people have believed he's the one. El pueblo de Dios no ha Jesús el Mesías, but the vast majority has not. And Paul's saying, I have unceasing sorrow and sighing in my heart because my people aren't coming in. My people are not coming to Jesus. Tengo un gran gemido y gran dolor en mi corazón porque mi pueblo no viene a Jesús and he says i could almost wish to trade places with them if i could give them what i have in jesus and i could be separated forever from jesus i would almost be tempted to do it si pudiera darles lo que tengo en jesus y estar separado de jesus casi estaría tentado a hacerlo if i could somehow go through the fires of hell and die for my people, I would do it. Estaría morir por mi pueblo. But here's the thing, of course. Paul can't do that. Él no puede hacer eso. In fact, in Psalm forty-nine seven, the Bible says very clearly, no man can redeem the life of another or give to God a ransom for him. Dice Salmo, nadie puede a, nadie, ni a Dios rescate por la vida de otro. No one sinner can die for another sinner and save them. It's impossible. Paul can't die for his people. But that's what Jesus, the perfect God man, has done for them. Jesús, el hombre de Dios, que es perfecto, lo ha hecho. And yet the people don't believe him. They've rejected Jesus, the one who's come to fulfill it all. And Paul is upset. And then in verse 4, he goes on to list you know, what's sad about this is that they've had every advantage. My people have had every single opportunity to believe in Jesus. In fact, the people of Israel, he says, theirs is the adoption as sons. That is, they're the special people of God. Theirs is the divine glory. In other words, they've actually experienced the presence of God with them. gloria divina. You may remember the story in the desert. The Israelites were led by God's presence. His divine glory went before them as a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Theirs, he says, are the covenants. In other words, God made these holy covenants. Powerful special agreements with Abraham, the founder of Israel, and then with Moses and with David, they've had all these promises and these agreements. And tenido los pactos, los acuerdos con Abraham, el fundador, con uh, Moisés, David, and in that they've also received the law of God. They've been shown the way to live. Northern Nation was shown this: the Ten Commandments, God's word. Tenían la ley they've had all of these things theirs is the temple worship they were given the tabernacle and the temple is this place to worship God and where heaven and earth could actually touch and they could be with God and they've had promise after promise after promise and finally he says if that weren't enough right out of their family tree right out of the genealogy of the Jews of the people of Israel that's where the Messiah came from Jesus was born out of their family. Jesús nació de su familia, el salvador del mundo. It's been right there. Over the centuries, in big black letters, God's been, been putting it in front of them. He's been saying, believe in me. Believe in my son. Believe in Jesus. He's the one. He's the pinnacle. He's what it's all pointing to. Here he is. Can't you see? Dios está declarando en letras grandes. Creen en mí, creen en Jesús, mi Hijo. Él es la cumbre, el punto de todo. And yet they haven't. And Paul is broken hearted about it. He's completely broken broken that his people don't believe Pablo está quebrantado so what's going on que pasa well, Romans 9 6 Paul says here's what's going on it's not as though God's word had failed for not all who are descended from Israel are Israel no digamos que la palabra de Dios ha fracasado lo que sucede es que no todos los que descienden Israel son Israel So as Paul's trying to make sense of the situation, he sees two things. He says, first of all, we need to understand this is not God's fault. God didn't fail here. God's word didn't fail. God's promises didn't fail. They never fail. Dios no ha fracasado ni su palabra ni sus promesas. And the second thing Paul comes to understand is that being a part of God's special, delivered, rescued people It's not a matter of physical birth. It's a matter of spiritual rebirth. That's how you get into God's special family. Se parte de la familia de Dios no se trata de nacimiento físico, sino de renacimiento espiritual. Romans 9, 8, he says, in other words, it's not the natural children who are God's children. It is the children of the promise who are regarded as Abraham's offspring. En otras palabras, los hijos de Dios no son los descendientes naturales, más bien se considera descendencia de Abraham a los hijos de la promesa. Abraham was the, the founder, the founding father of Israel, and Paul's saying here the true children of Abraham the true children of Israel and the true people of God are not the ones who have Abraham's DNA in their genes. Los que son verdaderamente hijos de Abraham no son los que tienen el ADN de Abraham en sus genes. Ishmael had Abraham's DNA, but it wasn't through Ishmael that God's people came. It was through Isaac. Ishmael era de Abraham, pero No era de Isaac. It's through Isaac, he says, that God's people come. Children of the promise. In other words, it's not the ones who have Abraham's DNA in their genes that are the people of God. It's the ones who have Abraham's faith in their hearts. So los que tienen la fe de Abraham en su corazón. Abraham believed God that God had promised him a son. And through that son, this nation would bless the entire world. Abraham creyó que Dios le iba a dar un hijo y que así Israel bendeciría a todo el mundo. If you believe the promise of God's Son, Jesus, then you are a part of the people that are going to bless the world. Not all who are of Israel are Israel. Si crees en Jesús, eres el pueblo que va a bendecir al mundo and so Paul's wrestling with this for the next two chapters if you read Romans 9 and 10 he's trying to figure all this out he's wrestling through with this and he, he, he comes to this understanding finally that, that God is up to something that's way bigger than he can see ver que Dios está haciendo algo más grande because what God's going to do he, he says is God's going to actually use the unbelief of the people of Israel to create an opening for non Israelites, Gentiles, to come in and believe in Jesus and to have a place in God's family. La de Israel va una brecha para los gentiles, los que no son de Israel. And they're going to have a place to come in. See, if Israel had believed in Jesus first, uh, true to form, they probably would have kept the blessing for themselves. They were pretty good at that. Los hubieran guardado la bendición de Jesús para sí but because they don't believe There's room now for other people to come in and believe in Jesus. And when they come in and believe in Jesus, Paul says it's going to make those Israelites jealous because they're going to be having the gift of God. And maybe some of them will come back. And so what's gonna happen in the end is the family definition is gonna expand, and Israel will be not only people from Israel, but people of faith from every single tribe and tongue. Anybody who believes in Jesus will be incorporated into Israel, into this big, beautiful new Israel called the church. Va a haber una gran familia la, la nueva Israel que es la iglesia. But to get there, to get to that place of encouragement, Paul had to be discouraged first. He had to wrestle with this. To get to that beautiful realization, Paul had to get real with God about his pain and about his struggles as well as his hopes and dreams. Pablo tenía que ser realista con Dios acerca de sus dolores. Now, here's the point where I want to say, if that's what Paul needed, I think that's what we need too. We need a place where we can open up and we can become real with God about where we are in our walk with him. Tenemos que ser realistas con Dios también. And that's why in this coming year in 2020, I believe that that God would have us to be about keeping it real keeping it real is is this theme and this focus that I believe God would want us to pursue in the coming year as a church Dios quiere que seamos realistas como nuestro tema y enfoque para el año que viene and so in the next year as we study the bible as we reach out to our community as we do whatever we want to do, whatever we're called to do we want to keep it real and, and that means then that we have a challenge to open up our hearts and open up our hurts and open up our ho- hopes before God and before each other and before people around us so that we can all together get to a place of beholding the reality of God in Jesus. Tenemos que abrirnos el corazón, los dolores, las necesidades para llegar al lugar de ver a Jesús. Jesus Christ, I am convinced, and the word of God tells me is the most real thing there is. He's reality, ultimate reality. Everything in the Bible points to him. Jesus es lo más real de todos. And I think when we start thinking about it, everything in our lives points to Jesus. Every disappointment we've ever had, every hurt, every sin, every, every failure is an opportunity to point us to the fact that we need Jesus Christ if we can see it. The people of Israel couldn't see it. In 2 Corinthians 3.15, Paul says, here's the problem. To this day, when when Moses is read, when the law and the words of God are read, there's a veil over their hearts that that keeps them from seeing, and it's only taken away in Jesus. el día de hoy, dice Pablo en Corintios, siempre que leen a Moisés, los israelitas tienen un velo sobre el corazón. See, we need to get to a place where we can open up and say, here's where I'm at. I actually believe that most people have doubts, and the reason that people don't come to faith is not because they have doubts. It's because they don't doubt long enough. They don't doubt to the bottom of their doubts. Because I believe on the other side of our doubts, there's Jesus waiting for us. Jesus está al otro lado de nuestras dudas. And so church... Church should not be a game where we come and we kind of slap on a facade of, it's all going good, brother, I'm blessed. I'm not hurting today. I don't have any needs. This should be the very place where we can get real about our doubts, about our discouragements, about our needs, so we can help each other get to that place where we behold what's really real. We behold Jesus. Tenemos que ayudarnos con las dudas y los desánimos para llegar lugar de ver a Jesús. And so one of the things I think that's going to mean for us in the coming year is a little bit of what we just saw this morning. I believe this is the time that the Lord would have all of us to be willing to open up and to tell our stories. You heard some of the stories this morning. Your story is something that God can use to show the reality of Jesus to somebody. Tu historia puede mostrar otro la realidad de Jesús. And I believe God's calling us to get to that point where we we don't care, like Rachel said, I love what she said, I don't care what other people think. You know how powerful that is for a, a young woman to say that? I don't care what people think of me. I care what Jesus thinks about me. We need to be able to share that so that other people around us can see Jesus because here's the thing the Israelites aren't the only ones walking around with blinders over their hearts and over their eyes we're living in a world where people's hearts are hardened where those blinders are on vivimos en un mundo de gente con los ojos y los corazones tapados it's kind of I compared to this so have you ever I have not done this yet but have you ever seen those virtual reality goggles okay Have you ever seen somebody wear those? I saw a video. I saw a video of one of our youth. She was wearing them, okay? She's doing a game, right? Yeah, she's doing a game. She's got these virtual reality goggles on. She's going. (laughs) Right? And everybody's like, whoa, she's weird. What's going on? People think that's what we are as Christians, El mundo nos ve a cristianos como si tuviéramos gafas de, vir- de realidad virtual. They see us as if we have these virtual reality goggles on, and we're doing stuff. Praise God, yes. Oh, I love Jesus. I like, what is up with these people? Right? But here's the thing. We're seeing a reality that they can't see. Vemos algo que no pueden ver. And the irony is, they're the ones wearing the virtual reality goggles. They're the ones being deceived, right? So. Now that's not to criticize, that's not to judge, that's not to say I'm better than you. We don't need to do that. We need to love people, love them and tell our story in the hope that that veil gets taken off. And they can see Jesus. So what would it look like for us to look at Paul's confession here and to make this almost our prayer? God, I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish for my people, the people of the United States of America, who don't know Jesus. Tengo gran dolor por mi pueblo, los Estados Unidos. God, I'm broken up. It, breaks me what's going on to my people in mexico what's happening to them que pasa con mexico que pasa con mi pueblo guatemala asia africa what's going on with this world que pasa con este mundo god i am burdened for the people in tulare in Visalia. visalia what would it look like for us to get that real about god's heart for people I'm gonna to try to be real here about something that I don't know if I can explain it. But uh I've I've really come to realize I'm I live kind of a double life. I'm not saying I have a secret sin over here, okay? Don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm saying. On the one hand, as a as a Jesus follower, I wake up and every day there's the joy of Jesus Christ before me. And life is so good in so many ways. I mean, it just, I can't be squashed. There's that, even in the worst day, I prayed this morning, the worst day with Jesus is way better than the best day without him. Way better. I have this joy. Tengo este gran gozo en Jesús. And yet at the same time, I find that discouragement is continually nipping at my heels like a little dog chasing me down the street. And sometimes it catches me and it bites me in the heel or it bites me in the backside. You know, discouragement. It, it's just at a moment's notice I can get so discouraged. in algún momento el desánimo me persigue como un perrito ladrando y mordiendo mi talón. Because I see this reality, Right? I see the tents out there. You see them. Ustedes ven las carpas. And I say, God, what can be done? What can I do? I don't know what to do. I'm just one person. Dios, ¿qué hago? I see the deception that is being portrayed in, in our social media and media over our The next generation and and even us, we're being deceived in so many ways. Like I've said all year, we're swimming in a secular ocean. We don't even know we're wet, right? Here's the thing. I'm not discouraged about being discouraged, right? No estoy desanimado por ser desanimado. You know when the coldest point of the day is? Right before the sun comes up momento más frío justo antes de levantarse el sol. It's always darkest before the dawn. And I have in my heart this hope and this belief that God is about to do something really good with us. And we get to be a part of that at Sunrise Community Church. God is doing something he's stirring something and I can only see it by faith I can't see it with my eyes but I believe that this is the year that we're going to see some of that crop up Dios está por algo hacer algo bonito I'm choosing to keep it real by keeping the reality of Jesus in front of me as much as I can and I want to invite us all to do that Vamos a mantener la realidad de Jesús enfrente de nosotros. I want us to pray. In fact, we're going to do that right now, and in a few minutes we're going to talk about our budget, our ministry funding plan, and all that we've got for this year. But I'm inviting, will you be all in with me? Will you be all in? Let's keep it real. And let's share honestly our faith and our doubt journey so that others, others, can see the reality of Jesus, too. Vamos a mantenernos y ser reales para que otros también vean la realidad de Jesús. So I'm just going to pray for us right now, and then we're going to see a video, I think, in a moment here about our, our ministry plan for the year. So let's pray. Oremos. God, we've talked about a lot this morning. I simply pray that somehow you would help us all to lift up our gaze and see Jesus You've promised that nothing can separate us from your love. We believe that. que nada nos puede separar de tu amor. We pray in the coming year, Lord, if there's a way I can open up and share, whether it's with the, the baristas at Starbucks down the road or with my neighbors or with someone here at sunrise, we never know when somebody comes in our midst and they won't be there next week. We never know what someone's struggling with. Help us to be ready and willing to be your presence to them. Que podamos estar listos para ser tu presencia en vida de otra persona este año. I thank you for Sunrise. I thank you for the 20 plus years that you've been so faithful in caring for us. Help us to be a blessing to the nations as a part of your larger family, the Israel that's known as the church. Que seamos bendiciones a las naciones como parte de Israel que es la iglesia. So in Jesus' name I ask this. Amén. Okay, I believe we're going to have that video right now for the. Uh, this is from Jonathan. Uh, good morning,
2: Sunrise. My name is Jonathan Verhoeven. I'm the treasurer here at Sunrise Community Church, and uh, I'd like to present our missional budget for 2020. Um, the servant team has constructed a plan of ministry to continue our mission of bringing the gospel to the community of Tulare. Uh, this past year, we celebrated our 20th anniversary and we're looking ahead to the next chapter and committing ourselves to bringing more lives to Christ, we invite you to join us in this journey of being God's people in Tulare. And as you may or may not know, our mission of Sunrise is to worship, grow, serve, and multiply. So we've constructed our mission budget to fit those categories, the first of which is worship. Our goal of worship is to provide life-changing, God-glorifying worship every week of the year. This past year, we held weekly worship services and also special seasonal services, where on an average week, 140 people were in attendance. In that time, we celebrated two adult baptisms, two infant baptisms, and four new Sunrise Mission partners. Next year, we wanna grow our average worship attendance to at least 20% over this past year and celebrate at least 10 first-time professions of faith. Our budget total for this segment of our ministry is $198,380. The second area of our mission statement is GROW, uh, which is to nurture people to take the next steps in their faith journey with Christ. Our churches never believe that once we profess faith in Jesus, we're finished, or that God is finished with us. For that reason, we constantly seek to help all people grow in their relationship with the Lord, whether they're 3 years old or 93 years old. On any given Sunday, we serve between 20 and 40 little ones in our children in worship ministry. Our Wednesday Night Shine program impacts around 20 children, some of whom come from the larger community. Additionally, over 50 adults attend our English and Spanish Bible studies, which meet on Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings. Our summer Bible day camp, with some 85 children present, has planted gospel seeds in both those who attend and those who serve. Our junior and senior high youth groups are growing in size as we prepare our next generation to follow Jesus. In this coming year, we plan to provide even more learning opportunities for adults by linking midweek group studies to the Sunday morning message. We're also working on some creative new experiences for youth that are designed to deepen their faith. Finally, sometime in 2020, we hope to offer a Christian financial course such as Financial Peace University. Our budget total for this area is $109,620. The third area of our mission statement is to serve and multiply. I realize I'm putting two into one, but That works for now. So to equip people to show Jesus to others in words and deeds. Sunrise Community Church has always been conscious of the fact that Jesus said, go into all the world. We see ourselves as servants and laborers in a vineyard that does not belong to us. This past year, we've partnered with other Christians to support missions both worldwide and locally. We've supported two missionary families, one in Africa and one in Asia. We've planted a Mago Church in Visalia. We've blessed students and teachers at Mulcahy Middle School and delivered bedding through Love, Inc. We've given scholarships to Sunrise youth who are going to ministry. We also helped to start Teens Encounter Christ retreats in both Costa Rica and Thailand. Finally, we hosted a health fair and sponsored a pastor's conference as part of our vision to promote church planting in Costa Rica. Next year, we hope to grow our outreaches in Thailand and Costa Rica and continue our support of missionaries abroad. We also hope to deepen our local impact through our partnerships with Love Inc., the Lighthouse Rescue Mission, and the Care Pregnancy Resource Center. Our budget total for this area of ministry is $102,660. The total needed to fulfill our mission of worship, grow, serve, and multiply in 2020 is $410,660. If you have any questions, a detailed line item budget is available in the church office for any who wish to review it. I'd also like to take the time to give a brief update of our financial health in 2019. Going into this year, we expected to have a large financial gap with our planting of Imago Church in Visalia. I'm pleased to announce that it looks like we're on track to meet our needs for 2019, and that's a huge thank you to to your support as mission partners uh, to get us there. I know things have felt tight, we've been talking about it a lot, but we truly feel like God has blessed us this year and helped us take that step in faith to meet our needs. Uh, we look forward to 2020 and your continued support, and we can't thank you enough for everything that you guys have done, both with your time and with your
0: finances. Thanks again. So, Jonathan's done an excellent job of explaining this. Uh, it takes, and I did the math, it takes about a little over $1,000 a day, $1,100. A day for sunrise to be sunrise in our community and in our world. Un poco más de mil dólares cada día para que esta iglesia sea sea iglesia comunidad amanecer en, en la comunidad del mundo. And that is not possible unless we all are together and in on that. And you have been. And I want to say thank you to every way that you have supported Sunrise this year. Quiero decir gracias a todos los que han apoyado la iglesia. Your gifts of time, your your abilities, your talents, and yes, dollars. Every dollar is a vote for our ministry to touch someone's life. Cada dólar es un voto para que toquemos otras vidas. And so uh, God's met our needs. We're closing that gap so much. It's much better. As Jonathan said, la brecha ya está cerrada mucho más. We're going to get there by the grace of God. He's going to take care of us, but we need to remain faithful. And so that's why we're presenting this to you. You saw the number, $410,660. That's kind of the total of the three areas, uh, $410,000, $660,000 y algo para apoyar la iglesia. And so we're going to ask for kind of a formal expression of support and then an informal one. So the formal one is if you're a mission partner and you're engaged in this ministry and you're determined to support it, if you're in favor of us moving forward with this missional plan, I want to invite you to signify your support by saying yes. Los que están a favor, que digan sí. All right. If you're not in favor... You may say no and we'll still love you. I don't hear anything, but here's the thing. That's the formal part. The informal but very important part is what we do every week. Really, you've just given a green light, but this year you're going to vote for that every single week by the way that you share and give. And so every time we have an offering time, we're voting for the work of God. Every dollar is that vote, and we so thank you for that. I want to pray for the offering. Quiero la ofrenda. Cada que cada uno da es un voto por el Sunrise. Lord, we thank you. You've been so good to us. You have blessed us beyond what we deserve. Nos has bendecido más allá de lo que merecemos. Thank you for the generous love and contribution of every single person who has contributed to the ministry of Sunrise in the last year. Gracias por cada uno que ha contribuido a este ministerio en el año pasado. I thank you, God, for our staff. I thank you for Martín. I thank you for Flory. I thank you for Greg, our leaders and teachers and everyone who participates. doy gracias por Martín y Flory y Greg en nuestro equipo pagado. Lord, we are operating by faith, and we're trusting you along the way. Show us our part. Show us how we can get excited about what you're going to do in the coming year, and we are excited to celebrate the growth in 2020 at the end of that year, in just 365 days or so. Queremos celebrar el crecimiento en un año. Thank you, Jesus. Receive our offerings, but beyond that, receive our thanks and praise. Recibe nuestras ofrendas y nuestras palabras y expresiones de gratitud. It's in your name and for your glory alone. Para tu gloria solamente. And All God's people together said, Amen. Amen. Let's give with joy.